Hello and welcome to On the Other Hand Sir, a podcast for history students. Okay, on with today's podcast. Hi. <laughs> In this podcast episode, we will be talking about the collapse of the Weimar Republic and the economic, political and also cultural aspects of its reign and period. Um, beginning with the video found on greshamcollege.com it's called The Weimar Republic, Germany's First Democracy by Sir Richard Evans, FBA. He begins by talking about the increasingly polarized political system, economic deprivation and distrust in political institutions that may have led to Hitler's rise. He also raises the question of whether we're actually repeating history nowadays with, as we know, Brexit is becoming increasingly polarized and Democrats and Republicans in the USA. He talks about how they were overwhelmed by a narrative of national betrayal which is the Dostos theory, or a stab in the back, which gave sympathy towards um, the monarchy, which is also talked about um, in articles in the podcast. He also explores the weakness of the Constitution. Um, firstly, with Article 48, it gave unwarranted, unwarranted power to presidents. Um, moreover, with proportional representation, there were over 15 governments and none of them lasted more than eight months. With Article 25, they could even dissolve the Reichstag and pass votes and amendments. Um, moreover, uh, Hitler was a charismatic leader, um, and Papen, a chancellor, was quoted saying, within two months we will have pushed Hitler so far into a corner that he'll squeak. As we know, this was a mistake on his part, and Hitler ended up charming the Reichstag to pass the Enabling Act. Finally, there were constant clashes between the military. With all the opposition groups and different governments, there was a lot of political upheaval during this time. For example, the Reichsbanner of the Social Democrats, the steel helmets of the Nationalists, the Red Front Fighters League for the Communists, and the Nazi Stormtroopers. An interesting fact is that in 1932, 84 Nazis were killed and 75 Communists were injured or were killed as well.
just in um, political clashes, both in the streets with rallies and in private. In total, there were 461 political riots in 1932. Uh, this video gave really interesting insight into the political status at the time. Now onto the articles. How stable was the Weimar Republic? An article by Gareth Affleck. Um, because of the way it prospered in many different ways, it is easy to conclude that its failure was only due to the devastation of the Great Depression. However, Gareth Affleck outlines the way um, the economy was, not just during the Depression, but also during its 14-year reign. Um, for example, unemployment was never below 1.3 million people. And it had low world trade, increasingly low exports, and incredibly high levels of borrowing. Uh, one quote by Gustav Streisman is that the Weimar Republic was dancing on a volcano. Um, with another <laughs> look into the political signs of the times, one quotation is, there was no effective consolidation nor any significant sign of political maturation. And they had still not recognized the vital necessity of working together. And as we know of the Great Depression, um, unemployment went from 1.4 million in 1928 to 6 million in 1932. And this contributed to Hitler's rise because 55% of the SA were unemployed and middle class was uh, getting a lot smaller. Another article about the Weimar Republic was Reinterpreting the Weimar Republic by Colin Storer, um, author of A Short History of the Weimar Republic. He argued that the Weimar Republic left a positive legacy even though they were dancing on the edge of a volcano with millions and millions of dollars of loans from the USA. Um, they made lots of rich cultural advancements and a quotation is, they blazed a trail that many societies would follow. For example, in 1918, the Weimar Republic, as soon as they were formed, passed equal voting rights. In 1927, there were 35 female parliamentaries in the Reichstag, compared to only four MPs in Britain at the time. 
there also was an increase in the proportion of female employment. In 1922, um, to try and control opposition groups, they passed a law that was the first of its kind, um, a law for the protection of the Republic, which criminalized language and imagery of extremism, which some would say would be incredibly useful today. Moreover, as we learned in class, Otto Dix and Fritz Lang's metro Metropolis um, in 1927, Marlena Dietrich and many other aspects of culture were increasingly prevalent. There was also a lot of marketing towards women, such as in fashion magazines and the Bauhaus movement. Uh, the podcast um, called The Weimar Republic by Dr. Moritz Fulmer for the University of Leeds outlined the stability of the Weimar Republic and its eventual collapse. Um, he asked questions such as whether its recovery was deceptive. Um, for example, the unpopularity of democracy. Um, for example, Chancellor Bruning used the depression to become more authoritarian, using emergency decrees um, by harnessing the power of Article 48, for example. This shows that even before Hitler came to power, presidents were already abusing the Republic and there's already distrust in society. Um, he also talks about Stresemann, which was one of the most important figures in the Weimar Republic. Um, with Stresemann, expansion and stability was deemed most important. Uh, with stabilization, he established the Rentenmark, which instantly added value to German currency. As a formal, as a foreign minister, he was able to inc increase trust, which increased investment in German industries and stabilized the highly sensitive currency. Um, he opted for compromise within the Reichstag and cooperated with others, which made him highly effective until his death in 1929. However, there was definitely a dissatisfaction with the reasonable approach, as it took years for anything to happen. And the Dolstoff theory was still prevalent within society. The increasingly consumerist and cultural society um, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, with the book, The Weimar Republic by Detlev J.K. Poikert.
who's um, an incredibly critically acclaimed author and historian. He was a professor of modern history at Essen University and director of the Research Institute for History of the Nazi Period. Unfortunately, he died only aged 39. Um, though it was a hefty book, I wasn't able to finish it, but some aspects that I found interesting were that although the Weimar Republic had to carry the heavy burden of a lost war with economic and political upheavals and the catastrophic effects of the Treaty of Versailles, which, as we know, demolished the army to only a few, four battleships. Conscription was banned and an army of 100,000 men, just among a few, reduced the population by 10% with lost territory. Um, there was also a massive demographic change. For example, in history, in German history, it had the highest proportion of young and an exceptionally crowded and saturated labor force, as that was the largest proportion of the population. Um, if you study economics, you'd know that a saturated labor force leads to decreased wages. Um, moreover, there was a dramatic fall in birth rate. It was half of what it was in 1910, pre-war levels, um, and led to a fear of an aging or dying population. There was also a massive surplus of women as a result of the war, and small families of two children were becoming the norm. Um, Moreover, conditions deteriorated yearly, and the economy was already behind pre-war levels. Um, the increase in foreign uh, establishment and loans created an illusion of um, a prospering economy. However, most people in society were suffering from grim long-term economic prospects. And even though we know now that of what happened in the future, many people of the time were incredibly dissatisfied, even though there were cultural um, advancements. For example, sexuality was becoming increasingly um, accepted. Um, not in the um, monarchy favoring people, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, with youth, uh, the government legislation favored physical, intellectual, and social fitness, um, which scarily resembles Hitler's. Um, importance of fitness or superiority. <sighs> yeah, 
Um, thank you for listening.